Hotty ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show, Monk, right here each week. We're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So me and Candace today have some Lone Star trash, which is like very specific, but it's it's pretty delicious. Am I right, Candace? Yeah, it is. And we'll get into that during junk time. Also, you must know, I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan, started watching in about 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I've seen season one and those we've done on the show, and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's, Here's what, what happened. happened. Okay, guys, this is exciting. This is I. You new. have zero clues how excited I am about this episode. Yeah. I have been working really hard, done a lot of extensive research. Noah's done a little bit. Toby has actually helped out. So that was really helpful of Toby. Thanks, Toby. That's you're still looking at you, Toby. Okay. So basically what this episode Wait, this is this is on YouTube for everyone. We already had a little shout out to YouTube before the intro, but this is on YouTube. We have film we have cameras everywhere. This might be cut out, but we have cameras set up. If our cameras don't die, this will not be cut out. This won't this won't be cut out. We'll be good. We'll be fine. Okay, so like I said, lots of research done, and research, that sounds so exciting, but don't you worry, I've done all the hard work so that you guys can enjoy all of the trivia. And don't worry, guys, I did all the hard work so that you guys can enjoy the trivia. Okay. Because I did all the hard work. Okay. Everyone knows that kid. So anyhow. Who would believe that you did? Oh my gosh. We have, we're going to have a few different segments. We're going to present you a lot of trivia facts, mm-hmm. fun facts about the show, about the celebrities, about the, the cast, the crew, the ins and outs of filming, and all these kinds of things. We've done all this stuff for you guys. Hopefully you enjoy all these fun facts just as much as we do. And I'm excited to get started. Guys, so I'm not really going to lie. I'm going to this blind, and I'm so excited. I'm bl- Is my hair sticking up? Yeah, I think your I think your headphones are uh, little, are keeping it down. A little they they ta- that tames the mane. They tame the mane. <laughs> tames the mane. Okay, I I have no idea what we're going through right now. Okay, Jets, I'm excited. All right, guys. So let's start with round one, which is Toby's trivia challenge. Toby. Okay, I'm excited. So for the first round, Toby has actually got some random show trivia for us. So just not pertaining to any one particular thing Mm -hmm. um, other than just general show trivia. Anything's up for grabs here. Okay. Okay. So we're going to try to get the answers right, obviously. And so just so that you guys know how it's kind of working is that we can see the questions, but we can't see the answers until we highlight them and then they show up for us. It's pretty confusing, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. Okay. We can't see the answers. Until we do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to read this one, and you're going to read that. Okay. Does Am that I reading sense? first? Uh, yes, you are reading All right. First. So, Candace, which network originally purchased the concept for Monk? Is it A, NBC? Is it B, ABC? Is it C, CBS? 
That was a lot of letters. That was a lot of letters. Okay. Lubbers. The original network that purchased Monk. I don't know either. So do I do I guess with you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have no idea. Uh I have a guess, so I want you to guess first. I'm gonna go with ABC, just because they're big at the time, you know? Yeah. Right? Well, okay, I'm thinking NBC because of the Peacock app, like the Peacock thing. Where they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. All right, so you will go, you're going... I'm going ABC. For, I'm going ABC. ABC and NBC. Okay, here we go. All right. Highlight so, away. All right, so I'm going to read this part, and then can you read the second sentence? I will. Okay. All right, so... Before arriving to the USA Network, the show was actually pitched and sold the concept of Monk to ABC, where it sat on the shelf for two years. Candace, I'm a genius. However, there was a casting contingency, which meant ABC had a complete control over the actors that were chosen. Mm, Really? Interesting. Okay. All right. So it was ABC, so I was wrong. Okay. Interesting. All right. Next one. Trudy's last words were derived from a term that means what? A, they are now inseparable. B, they will be together soon. Or C, they have a forever kind of love. That's easy. I'm going B. I'm going B. I'm going to stick to my gut. Last one was ABC. Last B was ABC, and I got it right. So I think it's they will be together soon. Okay. Because isn't that something that monks us? Yeah. They, it's, do you remember what their last words were? I think it's we'll be together again. Or like, but the actual words... No. Okay. So the last words we know are bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so, which means we'll be back together, though. Right. Right? Because he explained it like... It's either they I'm, are inseparable or... What the heck is they have a forever kind of love? I don't... I don't think Toby, it's that. Toby, what the heck, dude? I don't okay. think it's that. Okay, so it's... it's, I don't think it's, it's that. There's, there's something going on it's with A or B. It's either A or B. It's yeah. A or B, for sure. Because he explains it, though, whenever yeah. they're walking and they're holding hands and then they... Stop holding hands and then they come together again? Yeah. Right? So I th- it's B, right? They will it's be again. together soon. Okay, let's see. The term bread and butter comes from a very old saying that stems from buttered bread. Once you spread the butter on bread, they're now inseparable. Frig. They'll always be together. Traditionally said when lovers holding hands have to physically separate for whatever reason, just because they're physically separated, they're really inseparable. We see this, of course, in episode 103, Meets Dale the Whale. Okay, we were wrong. But th- did I not explain it right? That's you what did. he says. I, he, this he, says they come apart, said, and then they go back together. This is dumb. This is dumb. It says whenever they come apart, they're only apart physically. Yeah. Am I Like, mm, that's... Yeah. So, okay, so to be clear, the answer was... They are now inseparable, like bread and butter. You can't separate them. Yeah. So it makes it makes logical sense for the saying, but on the show it was a little it was a little iffy. Yeah, it was a little was, misleading. Honestly. Okay, next one is you. Which of these singers was not considered for Trudy's favorite artist before Willie Nelson ultimately got the role? Ringo Starr, James Taylor, or Meatloaf? I'm gonna be honest. I only know Ringo Starr. Okay. Do you know what Ringo Starr's from? The Beatles? Okay. James Taylor is a singer. I mean, I know they're they're all singers. I don't know how to explain them. Okay. Meatloaf is... There's no way they didn't consider the Ringo Starr because of how famous he is. Okay, I do know that Meatloaf is actually on an episode of Monk Later. Yeah, Meatloaf has got to be, like, random, you know? Like, who would just put... Toby wouldn't just put Meatloaf in there randomly, you know? So does that mean that it is so Meatloaf I think, or not? I think it's... 
I think it's not James Taylor. I'm oh, you gonna think go. I think I'm gonna go B. Oh, you're gonna go. Oh, you're gonna go. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, because the question is saying which of these was not, not considered. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I think it's James Taylor. Okay, I'll go because right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Meatloaf because he's on the show later. If that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. Okay, here we go. This idol role was originally written for Ringo Starr. I knew it. However, since the crime involved the victim being shot in an alley, the producers thought it'd be too reminiscent of John Lennon's assassination. They also considered Brian Wilson and James Taylor before deciding to go with Willie Nelson. Okay, so they they also considered singers Brian Wilson and James Taylor before deciding to go with Willie Nelson. So they did consider Ringo Starr. They did consider James Taylor, but they did not consider Meatloaf. So Meatloaf that's was the correct so answer. Sad. Okay. So, okay, that's what I was thinking, though, because okay, Meatloaf okay. is on the that's show later. That's true. That's true. That so, he's on the show later. Which, I don't know. I could have went completely in the wrong direction with that, but okay. All right, next question. Which of these classic detectives was Monk not a creative mixture of? A, Columbo, B, Inspector Clouseau, or C, The Hardy Boys? Do you know those people? I know Columbo, the Hardy Boys. Inspector Clouseau is the Pink Panther. Ah, I'm going to guess. So not a creative mixture of. Not a creative mixture of. I know, He's got to be Columbo because of how just amazing Columbo is. But I'm, So you're saying he is part Columbo. I think he's part Columbo. Okay. I think he's part Hardy Boys. I... B has only done me well once, but I got I to gotta stay true to it. So I'm going B, Inspector okay. Colosso. Right? Uh, Inspector because Clouseau. the Hardy Boys is classic. Columbo is classic. Inspector Colosso. Clouseau. Clouseau. Exactly. He's just irrelevant. Okay. Go ahead. Reveal. Okay. Monk is a creative mixture between Columbo... Oh, oh, Columbo, the Pink Panther, and Sherlock Holmes. Just like Sherlock Holmes, the name Adrian Monk was a simple, monosyllabic last name and unusual, colorful first name. Okay, so he was a creative mixture between Columbo, Inspector Clouseau, not the Hardy Boys. So you were wrong. I thought I was right. Okay, yeah. So he was. Okay, so I've been wrong. but But I feel like you were on the right track, though. Because no, I don't the think Pink I Panther isn't—he's a classic detective, but it's probably because he's silly. Yeah. And so Monk is kind of silly like that. I yeah. think that's what it was. That's gotta be it. Okay, so he is a mi- mixture of Columbo, the Pink Panther, and Sherlock Holmes. And that's then so the next fun fact just related to that because I think Sherlock Holmes is easy because yeah. they talk about him being Sherlock all the time. So saying, just like Sherlock Holmes, the name Adrian Monk was a simple monosyllabic last name and an unusual colorful first name. It's like Sherlock Holmes, Adrian Monk. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Which 1990s sitcom star was at the top of the list to play Adrian Monk before the network switched to the USA Network? Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Wait, answer choices? Oh. I'm sorry. I I made my I made my I made my I made my choice. He jumped the gun. Too quick. Okay, so it is either A. Kelsey Grammer from Frasier who plays Frasier. Frasier. Michael Richards from Seinfeld who plays Kramer. Ed O'Neill from Married with Children who plays Al Bundy. 
Al Bundy. Okay. Do you know who that is? No idea. He's he also plays the dad on Modern Family, the old guy who's married to Gloria. Jay, Jay yeah. That's Ed O'Neill. What? Yeah. So either there, Frazier, no way it could be him. Ed O'Neill's too old, right? He looks. Old I don't and, see him being old, monk. He looks old in Modern Family. But can, I Kel- can't see I, anyone else being monk though. Yeah. I feel like, like but Michael Richards is really weird. Do you know who Kramer is? No. He's real, like, spastic. So are you going to go with Kelsey Grammer? I don't know. I, I honestly can't picture any of these people. I honestly can't picture any of these people being Monk. Me neither. What are you going to go with? Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, because he was a big-time actor. Or he still is a big-time And it was actor. right when his it show was, was it ending. It was when his show was ending. So then, like, yeah, it'd be at Natural Firm. Okay. Okay, actor Michael Richards, who played Kramer and Seidfeld, was at the top of the list to play Monk while the show was still in the oh. works at ABC. During the ABC shelf life, they had seen tons of actors who auditioned with some type of tick or Tourette syndrome. None of this clicked with anyone. Okay, so that makes sense, I guess. Since he's, like, really, like, kind of wild and spastic kind uh-huh. of, like, silly guy that they would think of him. Tourette's. I definitely, I, feel, I can't imagine him, though, being serious, and I can't imagine the other two guys being funny, even though they're both funny, they you know what are. I mean? But, like, I can't imagine them being really quirky like that, so I guess, I guess, oh, they also have similar hair. They have really kinky, curly hair, too, so. All right, all right, Michael Richards, I see. Uh, I don't okay. get it. I don't get it. Which of these accolades did Monk not receive at the 2003 Emmys? A- Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, B, Outstanding Main Title Theme Music, or C, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. So which one did they not? So Directing, Main Title Theme, or Lead Actor. Here's the thing. We all know Tony Shalhoub got those Emmys, right? So C, out of there. Right. We all know Mm -hmm. Randy Newman got those Emmys. B, I'm, I'm crossing B out, too. But... Was that the theme? Was 2003 Emmys? That was the first year, so that would have been the original theme song, I think. Ooh, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna go A. Okay, I gotta go A. Okay, okay. okay. After season one, Tony Shalhoub won a Best Actor Emmy. I knew it. Jeff Beal won for the original theme song. And writer High Conrad was nominated for an Edgar Award for Best Teleplay for Mr. Monk Takes a Vacation. The show never won for Best Directing, but was nominated in a later season. I knew it. So they were nominated, though, for they Best Directing? They were nominated, though. Interesting. Okay. All right. They did have a lot of praise, so I don't know. I don't know. Monk was given a green light for season two after high ratings during which episode? A, episode one, The Candidate, which is... You know, episode one. The pilot. B, episode two, the psychic. C, episode nine, takes a vacation. Okay. That's a big jump. I went from episode one to episode two to episode nine. Okay, but wait. Maybe it's a misdirect. Or not a misdirect, but... I think it's a misdirect. I'm guessing it's probably the psychic. Right? Or this episode was really good, and it's a hint for takes a vacation. Because it was nominated for oh, an award. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But then that doesn't explain the jump. But but some but maybe that maybe the pilot was so good that it got picked up for a second season after the pilot. I don't 
I'm guessing the psychic did it. I'm going to go the with psychic. the psychic, okay. but you, you I, if it's not the psychic, then it definitely takes a vacation. Either this is a trick, the I think it, vacation, I think it might be a trick, a trick, I think it's or a trick. the candidate was I'm really going, good. I'm going psychic. I'm going psychic. Okay. All right. Hey! After the second episode had over 3 million viewers, USA greenlit the series for a second season. That's me. Dang. I'm so hesitant to answer. I like, don't want to be I wrong. Know. But you're doing pretty good. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of guessing, though. Okay. I'm, I'm educated, though. Yes. In what yes. city was the series originally supposed to be set? I can see Chicago. A, Chicago, Illinois. I can see that. B, New York, New York. Or C, Boston, Massachusetts. Right now, either Chicago or New York, because Boston's just boring. That's where Cheers was shot. Which had Kelsey Grammer. Another misdirect or another clue? Hmm. Chicago, Illinois. I don't know, because I also could see San Francisco is obviously a main city, but it's not like L.A., Chicago, New York. It's It's more of a subdued, like, area. I could see him being, like, a detective, the best Mm. detective in Boston, but nobody's really heard of him because it's Boston. I don't know. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, because it's, like... And that also, we saw Monk go to New York, and he couldn't handle it. So why would they want the show to be set Chicago, in New York if he sh- couldn't handle it? Maybe, but maybe that's a nod to like, hey, we almost made it in New York, but like that wouldn't really make sense. That's true too. I'm going to Chicago. Okay, I'm All going right. to Chicago. Okay. Are you going to Boston? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to answer. <laughs> okay. The original setting for the show was New York City. Dang it! However, it was very expensive to film there, and L.A. was not suited for Monk to encounter life on the street. So he settled on San Francisco, was actually all shot in Toronto, Canada, in season one. Right. Why? I did know that they shot the, the in, in, in Toronto yeah. in season one. But it was supposed to be New York. Oh no! It was supposed. To, it was supposed to be San Francisco. They just wanted it to be New York. I see. I see. Okay. Dang it. All right. Next one. Okay. Which set of episodes was a quote unquote big mistake to air as season openers? So like, I'm guessing that means like they shouldn't have aired it as season openers. That's what I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A, goes back to school and goes to Mexico. Which was season two. Yes. B, takes Manhattan in the panic room. Season three. And season four, C, the other detective and goes home again. That's... Based on my personal likings, like, of these episodes, I'm guessing the big mistake was goes back to school and goes to Mexico. Okay. I'm trying to think of it logically. I would think C is the other detective and goes home again. Those are two really big guest stars. Yeah. You have so Jason Alexander no and John Turturro. Unless for some reason you would want to save those for later, but I don't think that they do that. They right? They want they want big people in those ones. So maybe that was the mistake though. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, and then takes Manhattan in the panic room. But see again, People like when people go on like vacation or location, mm-hmm. so New York. So you would think that that would be a really good episode too. Yeah. And then the panic room has the chimpanzee. I don't think you've seen that one, but it has a chimpanzee. No, I haven't. And then 
I feel like the first two are the most basic episodes. Yeah, so I feel right? I that's why I think it's number one because those like yeah, goes back to school and goes yeah. to Mexico isn't like amazing. Now I will say that I don't really like Takes Manhattan that much, but okay, let's go. Let's but go. That's that that part's subjective, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like those first two are a little bit. Okay, so we're going A. Yeah. Here we go. Creator Andy Breckman says that they stubbed their metaphorical toes by first taking Monk out of his element in Manhattan and then following it up with the silliness of the chimpanzee in the panic room. Luckily, ratings picked back up for episode three. She got it right. So they did not like... I I chose what you chose. Dang. So they didn't like... I thought people would like Manhattan because they would like Monk in New York, but they're saying that they didn't. That people didn't like him that way, I guess. Makes sense to me. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so this is our last question for Toby's trivia challenge. Okay. Already? Which fan favorite prop had to be recreated when the set moved from Toronto to LA for season two? Sharona's dining room table, Captain Stottlemyre's desk, or Dr. Kroger's waterfall? I'm going to guess... It's Captain Stottlemyre's desk because me and you noticed this, right? Where it's just a weird freaking desk in his, like, in one episode. It's only in one episode. It's the weirdest desk, like, you've ever seen. Weird room. It's, like, bright blue and, like, yellow. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm going to guess it's Captain Stottlemyre's desk. See, Educated, and, okay, yes. Okay, and I re- uh-huh. Educated, yes. Okay. Sharona's dining room table, I know they play games there. Yeah. So I can see people seeing that, like noticing that table. I've never noticed it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. Stottlemyre's desk. I can see people noticing any of these three items, but I yeah. don't really remember yeah. what the waterfall looks like. Do you? No. Okay, I'll go. Cap Stottlemyre's desk has changed a lot, though, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's just, let's just reveal it. I think it's Captain Stottlemyre's. Okay. Actor Stanley Campbell would actually get compliments about his character's waterfall by fans out in public. This made the set designers rethink changing this feature in Dr. K's office. Never would have noticed that. Never. I see there's a, I know there's a rock garden because we saw that in one of the episodes where he's like, this rock is in this thing. I honestly did not notice a waterfall though. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. All right, Toby. That's, Good job, Toby. I liked it. I liked it. That I was fun. That. that was that a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for letting us play. Okay, so next segment is... Celebrity, Celebrity Scoop. Okay. All right, so in this round, we're going to learn some fun facts about the cast, the characters of the show. So since there was a little bit more facts known about... Tony Shalhoub, obviously, being the main star. I decided to do a little mini segment of Tony Tidbits. Okay. Okay. About Tony Shalhoub? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you actually have your own. This, oh. this is your segment. Okay. Nasty little cards. Okay. Okay. So kick us off. Kick us off? Do, yeah. do I have to do them in order? Um, I mean, you don't have to, but then. I'll do them in order. I'll do them in order. Tidbit. Number one, 
Tony originally was under contract waiting for another pilot to make it to the series, but wasn't allowed to film another pilot. He was allowed to make TV specials on made-for-TV movies. What is that? Okay. Oh, uh, okay. That's a lot to Okay. Okay. So basically, what happened is they wanted Tony Shalhoub to do the show, right? They okay. wanted they wanted Tony Shalhoub to do Monk, but he was under contract with another pilot. So he had filmed another pilot. He was waiting for another pilot to take. So he was contra- con- contractually what? He was contractually. Thank you. Obligated to be with those people, not with the Monk gang, but in his contract, it didn't say anything about him being able to what shoot shoot a TV movie. Yeah, a TV movie. Right. So what they did was they actually filmed the pilot, or they had I think they said that they had written the pilot to stretch it out and made it like a two hour movie. And then once Tony was able to come to Monk, they had to take out the stuff that they had put back in. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, they had added all of this fluff and suspense or whatever, and then they put it in, and then they had to take it back out, and that's part of the reason why you see the length of the episode change. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Tidbit number two. The idea for Mr. Monk Takes His Medicine was Tony's idea, and he chose that episode for his Emmy nomination, then won the Emmy. Good job, Tony Shalhoub. Good job. Yeah, it's just funny because that's not one of my favorite episodes, but Uh I can see how people would love that. That's a good one. Oh, also, I should mention that some of these, like I think that one, that Tony tidbit actually came from Denise at Tony Shalhoub Daily. Really? Yeah, we asked her for some contribution because she obviously loves Tony. And so, thank you, Denise. Denise. Okay, tidbit numero trace. That Emmy is just one of three Tony earned for Monk, not to mention the two or more he's earned since. Yeah, so he earned... so he's earned three, three for, for Monk, Monk and two from whatever. Uh, he has an Emmy for the band's visit. He did... So he was in a play, and then he performed in that play on the Today Show. So he got an Emmy for performing his play on a TV show. What? Weird, right? Wow, that is cool. And then, of course, his other one is from Marvelous Miss Maisel. Of course. Okay. And then... That's... Two more. There's two more? Two more. Uh, No, Tony Tibbet number four. Come back. The tidbit is on the ground. Okay. Tony tidbit numero quattro, ladies and gentlemen. Tony was involved in a lot of casting guest stars on the show. Many had previously worked with him or were very good friends. One example is David Hunt from Little Monk. Hunt is married to Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond in the Middle. And Tony was the best man at their wedding. So David Hunt. David Hunt was the guy, you remember Little Monk, right? Yes. You have Sherry Judd, her defaced painting. That was her husband. Oh. Who doesn't want to write his monthly pound of flesh for the check? That's him. So that was, I guess it's one of Tony's best friends who married Patricia Heaton, who we love from the middle. Uh-huh. And everybody knows Raymond, the mom. The mom from the yeah. middle? Aw. So Tony was best man at her wedding. That's cute. That's so cute. I love that. Okay, this is the last and final Tony tidbit. 
At the beginning of filming, the crew had to deal with a very unique monkish problem. The small wireless mics Tony had to wear during filming were constantly rubbing against his clothes due to monks twitching. They made tiny furniture feet to ensure his clothes wouldn't rub against the sound equipment. That's a, I mean, what an interesting... That is a, that is like, a Tony tidbit, if I do say. You're, like, constantly, like, twitching. Yeah. And it's like... Like, oh, well, that's part of your shtick, so you can't stop doing it. But they have to come up with a solution to how to fix it. So, are we ready for the next segment? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Celebrity Scoop continues with some true and false questions. All right, so we liked the idea of you guys being able to play along as well. So let's get started. I'm going to run this segment since you had your tidbits, right? Okay. Okay, here we go. So all these questions are true or false. Here we go. In the pilot episode, the character played by Jason Gray Stanford is listed as Lieutenant Deacon, not Lieutenant Disher. False. That is true. Lieutenant... Okay. This Explain. can be this can be seen on the end credits of Mr. Monk and the Candidate. If you're just watching the pilot and you just look at the credits, because they never say his name in the episode. It's just he's just credited as Lieutenant Deacon. Oh. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. Although she plays Sharona's older sister, in real life the actress who plays Gail, Amy Sedaris, is seven years younger than Biddy Shram. Interesting. It's true or false? True. No. So this question is saying Amy Sedaris is seven years younger than Biddy Shram, even though she plays Sharona's true. older sister. Okay, so that's actually false. If you remember in Mr. Monk and the Earthquake, Gail tells the murderer that she is Sharona's younger sister. Okay. So Amy Sedaris is actually seven years older than Biddy Shram. Interesting. Yeah. So she says that she's younger, but she's actually older, which I think makes sense. That's cool. Okay. The name Stottlemyre came from creator Andy Breckman after watching a cheesy reality TV show. That seems weird. I'm going to go with no. Okay. So it, it is false. Knew it. However, he did find it on TV, though, while watching a sporting event and seeing it on the back of a player's jersey. Stottlemyre. Mm-hmm. He thought it was better than his original idea, Chief Rockwell. That is better than the original idea. <laughs> Chief. Chief Rockwell. Interesting, right? Yeah, okay. interesting. Next one. Trailer Howard once dated the famous film actor George Clooney. No, false. That is true. What? Trailer prides herself as being a, quote, below-the-radar kind of girl. Also, she said of George Clooney, quote, he's everything you'd think he would be, a funny and smart man. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. I like that one. I like, okay. it, I like that one as well. The character of Leland Stottlemyre was originally a minor one, being a guest star rather than a co-star. How would that even, like... So basically they're saying the show true. is about Monk and Sharona. I don't like that show. And then they were saying that Stottlemyre was supposed to be. False. That is false. However, this is true about Randy Disher. Ooh. After the pilot was shot, creator Andy Breckman told him it would now be a four-person show. Interesting. So, which is interesting because that he would 
he wasn't even like a nice guy yeah. in those episodes. But I guess he saw a good quality in Jason Gray Stanford and was like, no, you're it. You're going to be on the show. Yep. Okay, let's see. The original prototype for the character of Sharona was rapper-actress Queen Latifah. True. That is true. Knew it. The character was modeled after Queen Latifah, who was meant to be a sassy, no BS type of woman. They toyed with offering her the role, but by the time casting came along, she was too busy. So they didn't ask her, but she was so big at that time that they were like, yeah, no, she's, she's too big for us. That's cool. All right. The evolution of Monk and Stoudemire's relationship actually came from actor Ted Levine. So he became nicer to him. Is like the evolution of it. Is that true or false? Is is it true. due to Ted Levine? That is true. Ted would play Easy. the scenes nicer than they were written, and then the writer started writing his character nicer. Interesting. Yeah. Aw. Okay, next one. Before auditioning for the role of Natalie, Trailer Howard binged every episode of Monk. True. That is false. Before, she didn't even see it? Before auditioning, Trailer had never seen an episode of Monk. How do we like to see it? be famous? This was evident by the way she was pronouncing the characters' names. This is Mr. Mank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that it would... Wouldn't that have to be Stoudemire? Like yeah. A lot of people... She probably called him Stoudemire or something. I've heard people yeah. call him that. And you, you trip on his name a lot. Yeah, I do. So that's probably what it was. It's probably it, actually. Okay. So our last few questions. Okay. So we know Emmy Clark mm-hmm. is... Julie. And Kane Rashad is Benji. Benji. Okay. Before getting the part of Julie, Emmy Clark lived in South America for six years after previously residing in Houston, Texas. True. It is false. Dang it. But I thought that okay. I actually thought that one was really true. Okay. She actually lived in the UK, not South America, but she did live in Houston, Texas. So that that was partially true, so I did a little what? trick there. Which th- going from the UK to or the let's see. So she went from Houston to the UK, right? Mm-hmm. So that left her with a strange hybrid British Texan accent. <laughs> I want to hear it. Well, I don't know if she has oh. it now because this was before Monk. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Okay. Our last one is Kane Rashad was in the popular band Portugal the Man for four years. So, Benji. Mm hmm. False. I'm going to guess false. It better be false. Tell me false. Tell me false, Candace. It is true. Although he has always acted, Kane considers himself to be a musician first and foremost. Portugal and Man? Yep. That's a big band. It is. All right. That was the end of Celebrity Scoop. So now it's... Junk time. All right. So for junk time, we have a... Very, very exciting thing. 
So, Noah, I need you to get excited. I am excited. Like, I need you to actually be excited. Candace. Like, Candace, Candace, you can't see it right now, but there's electricity pumping through my veins right now. Oh, we look excited. Because you look so excited. I look very excited right now. Okay. It's called an illusion, Candace. Golly. Okay. So, are you ready? Yes. Are you actually ready? Yes. I feel like I'm actually ready. I'm actually ready. Just hit me with it. Okay. This is a bonus question. Okay. Okay. True or false? The reason that we know these fun facts about Emmy Clark and Kane Rashad is because we asked them for this very episode. Wait, you mean like we got the... Like we asked them. Like you like hopped on Instagram and like, hey, Kane Rashad. Is it true or false? I mean, it sounds false. But is that your final or answer? Yes. I feel like you're trying to trick me right now. It is actually true. So the fun facts about Emmy Clark living in the UK. Came from Emmy Clark? Yes, and that is how I know about the strange hybrid accent because she told me. Is your mind blown? My mind is in a bajillion pieces. You told me that Benji from just started following us, right? Yes. But you never said Emmy Clark. She's yeah. the best. And Kane Rashad, I asked him if he was... I had heard that he was in Portugal, the man. So I asked him to confirm if that was correct. And he said yes, indeed, that it was correct. And that he was in the band for four years. Whoa. Is that not cool? That's awesome. So technically, this probably should go in the celebrity scoop, but I figured I could save it for junk time, and then this would be like the most epic junk time ever. That was the most epic junk time ever. Okay, but wait, there's more. No way. This is my favorite thing about junk time, ladies and gentlemen, but wait, there's more. Crazy surprises. Okay, so Emmy and Kane were both ever so kind Ever so kind. And not only did they give me fun facts. No way. They also let me interview them. <gasps> what? Yes. So we did a Instagram DM interview. So I figured that we would kind of like interview each other, like with the questions and answers. Okay. And so kind of present it that way. Right? Yes. yes so yes, yes. let's. Let's take a little break and let's get set up for it so that way we can do them justice. Okay. Right? Okay. So we're going to take a little break and we will be right back. All right. We're back to your scheduled programming. Run through. Guys. I think we've got this. This is the coolest thing we've ever done on the show. Like, hands down. is... I'm super excited. I'm literally so excited. Okay, so Candace, can you explain to them how this is going to work? So basically, right, to make it more visually, I guess, if you're watching, but listening, audio, pleasing, we're going to have Noah. Pretend. I'm going to be Benji. And, and Kane Rashad. Kane Rashad. And she is going to be Julie. Which is Emmy Clark. Right. And so we're gonna we're gonna be like interviewing each other. It's gonna make more sense on video, but hey, who knows? Okay. All right. So here we go. All right. Here we're we gonna go. start with you, Kane. Okay. Um, Let's go. Guys, I'm Benji. 
Okay. But I'm not Benji. How did you get the role of Benji? Well, I auditioned for the pilot when it was written. I shot the pilot, and then I was asked to do the first season when the show got picked up. Hmm. How did you feel when you were asked to return for your role in season two? I was very excited. We didn't know when the show was going to be so big, but I was a fan of Tony's, and everyone attached to the project was incredibly talented and sweet. Is there any episode that you can think of that you particularly enjoyed filming? Two actually come to mind. I can't remember the names of the episodes, but one featured a monkey, and that was inherently fun to shoot. The other revolves around a baseball game of Benji's, and I remember having some favorite scenes with Tony in that one. Oh, nice. So that would be Mr. Monk in the Panic Room was a chimpanzee, and then Mr. Monk in the Ball Game, mm-hmm. which there, there were really sweet moments. I, I do have to say so myself. Um, my next question for you is... Last we left off, Benji went back to Jersey to be with his father. What do you think Benji is doing now? I think Benji is probably looking after his mama. Maybe he even has a nice girl of his own now. But I hope he's doing okay. Oh, we hope so too. <laughs> All right, my last question for you, Kane, is... Is there anything you're working on now that you would like us to mention? And where can the fans check it out? Well... I just started a new musical project with a buddy of mine. It's a duo, and we just signed to Warner Records and are releasing music through the year. The project is called More. You can follow us on Instagram at more.mp3 and listen to our music on all streaming platforms. I'm also working on a Netflix show called Daisy Jones and the Six, based on a best-selling novel. Production has been delayed, but I'm very excited for that to pick back up. Nice. Um, All right. Well, thank you, Kane, for coming to the studio. And now we're going to switch it on over. And it's scene. Guys, and I was scene. I was Benji. I was Kane Rashad, but I wasn't him. All right. Let's see if I can do this justice for Emmy. Come on. The wonderful world of Emmy Clark. Okay. How did you get the role of Julie? The role of Julie was actually one of my first parts that I formally auditioned for after moving back from the UK where I had spent six years. Overseas, I was discovered. I don't know how else to put that. And cast in an HBO film that shot in Italy over eight weeks. When I moved back to the US in 2003, one of the producers from the film asked if I'd like to continue on to a career. I figured, why not? He connected me with an agent and things went from there. The audition process for Monk was pretty typical, a bit of a blur now that it was over 15 years ago. What I do remember is the screen test. I came out to LA and remembered walking into a room where our old studio lot was. It was a small room packed with writers, producers, and some of the network executives on one end, and three chairs set up at the front with two very friendly faces, Trailer and Tony. They were sitting in two chairs with one empty chair waiting for me. It was super intimidating right off the bat. I had just turned 12 at the time, although I looked much younger than my age. Tony and Trailer were so warm and immediately put me at ease and made me feel at home. We ran through a few scenes. I had a couple of laughs. Next thing you know, that night my manager calls me to tell me that I got the part. Okay, so you must have been, you know, very young, obviously. But do you have any remembrance, any feeling about coming on to an already well-established show such as Monk? 
To be honest, I knew nothing about the show at the time, being so young and just moved back to the States. I honestly was more concerned about missing school and being able to spend time with my friends, not losing touch with that, since that's obviously a huge thing for a kid at 12. They wanted me to move out to L.A., which was something I didn't want to do after just having settled on the East Coast with my family. The producers and the network were super amenable, and in the end, I just flew out to shoot probably once a month or every other month for days or weeks at a time, and I was able to keep my grounded life on the East Coast, going to school, and all that normal stuff. Is there any episode that you can think of that you particularly enjoyed filming? Tough question. I really loved making every single episode. The cast and the crew were so close-knit. I was always happy to come in every day, even to film the less exciting scenes. Every episode we did was so much fun. If I had to give one, probably Mr. Monk in the Big Game. I made so many friends my age filming that I was so close to for years afterwards. I loved the training that went into it and the choreography. Something you don't really realize when watching a scene that involves sports on TV or in a movie, but it's really like learning the steps to a dance. And similarly, involved hours and hours of practice. Okay, Julie, so we recently had a mini monk reunion with all the old characters during the pandemic, and we missed you. Would you even consider being part of something like that, or like even a full-fledged reboot? Well, trailer, Natalie, and I were talking about that the other day over text. She said it was such a blast to film with everyone, and it was so nice seeing everyone's faces. I personally loved it. It makes me so happy that people out there are still enjoying the show. Now it seems more than ever with all that's going on in the world. Personally, during quarantine, so many people have reached out to me to express how much the show meant and still means to them, which in turn really means the world to me. While I'm on a different path now career-wise, I can't say that I wouldn't enjoy the chance to get back together with everyone and experience the monk magic again. Aw. Last question. Either way, we'd all love to know, where is Julie now? Well, I've taken a slightly different path than my character, who I believe went on to pursue theater in college when the show wrapped. Um, Monk wrapped when I turned 18 after six awesome years. Soon after, I went off to college at Fordham University in New York City, where I majored in communications and media. I did keep auditioning during college, but retired when I was graduating um, around 22 after 12 years in the industry. It was an incredible, wild, rewarding ride, but I was ready to try something new. And since then, I have been living in Manhattan, working in marketing and advertising, and I run a social media advertisement team at the boutique marketing firm. I've been going on six years now with them, and I really love what I do every day. Guys, that was like the coolest thing we've literally ever done. That was that really cool. I, like, that's... Oh, let me... I'm sorry. That was really cool. That's... <laughs> Guys... That's basically the only difference between Julie and I is my glasses. Nobody yeah. knew I was taking my glasses off. I mean, yeah. the YouTube knew, but... YouTube knew Candace got into character by taking her glasses off. <laughs> I got into Benji by summoning Benji. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but... I did. Obviously, obviously, that was the best thing that's that ever was happened the to our show. That was the coolest thing. I think I we should, like, wrap it up. Like, like, I think we should quit the show. I literally <laughs> think we should... But just like, what's think about it. Think about it. No. Because they're, they're listening to this right now. What, what, what do I even say? Yeah. What do I even say? Yeah. There's I, nothing to yeah. say. Well, okay. 
I know we're we still have a, a another segment or two to go. Like, and and no, but we we'll still sh- there we still have their attention right now though. Oh, oh, I get what you you're know? saying. Like if they're listening, they like if, they have to be listening. We're we're too famous for them not to be. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm like we're piggybacking off of their careers right now. Yeah, is basically what's happening. Okay, so just like give us a call to Tony, and then <laughs> if you would like to leave us a voicemail. <gasps> oh my God, I call would us cry. at three two three three six six zero four seven seven to leave your questions or comments. <laughs> I would actually like. Ball no one camera. would cry. If you want to see both of us crying I at the would, same time, we would be crying. Oh my god! Call okay. our voicemail. Okay, wait. I don't even want to think about that because that's not gonna happen. Okay. Hi. This is so weird. I mean, obviously, I we're hyped. We're, we're so hyped. We're, hyped. We're, hyped. we're like right now. But seriously, I'm so we really do appreciate it. Obviously, we're geeking out, but we really yeah. like. Appreciate you, Kane and Emmy, for taking the time out of your busy schedules. You're obviously doing things, mm-hmm. and we really do appreciate you taking the time out to do our little interview for our little show. And okay, 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 so okay. okay. Wait, right. wait, 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 Toby is fumbling around. <laughs> Toby's excited too. Okay. <sighs> Plot holes. Okay. What, what what are we doing for this one? Okay. Usually we have a we have a wacky thing. What's going on? Okay. So in this segment, Noah has just like the Tony tidbits, right? Okay. You're gonna have your plot holes here on these cards. <gasps> Whoa. So you're just gonna blow through some episode plot holes. That the writers and creators of the show have actually admitted to in interviews, right? Okay. Some we've mentioned before, so we thought it would be fun to, like, revisit them, right? Uh-huh. And basically say, like, oh, we knew it. We totally noticed that. But there, I think there's a couple of new ones also. So if you want to take it away. Oh, this this segment is called Noah's Naughty Plotties. Plotties make a return. Okay, so all I got to do is list these. Okay. The Billionaire Mugger. Season 1, episode 6. The sequence where Monk visits the sisters had actually been shot for the pilot and later was cut when the episode was shortened. Okay, right. So remember before I told you that Tony was wasn't maybe gonna do it, so they oh, did a movie. Yeah. Then they shortened it. All right, so that was part of the movie. When they took it out, exactly, they took out one of that those segments, and then they put that clip into a billionaire mugger, which is why it was just weird. Okay. It was it yeah, was really sense. random in that episode. So, Secret Santa season four episode nine. Hey, J- Julie was in that one. Remember? Julie was in that Julie one. Was in the, okay, I'm sorry. Um, Secret Santa, season four, episode nine. Special effects coordinator Michael Gaspar explains the pithy. The pi- like, yeah, like you know how it was like real pith- like pithy, like where it oh, was oh, like oh oh yeah the pithy snow at the end. L.A. rarely snows, so two foam making machines on sixty foot cranes were used to spread a whopping two gallons of snow. The wispiness was due to Mother Nature, a.k.a. the wind. So it was real snow, but, like, manufactured. No, it was foam. So it was... Oh, oh no, it it was foam, right? Hey. But they used the cranes 
Julie was that one too, eh? She was. She'd never she seen was, snow. She'd never seen snow. I would think she'd seen snow living in the UK, though. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't feel that bad for you. I mean, Plot like, hole. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a She's been to the UK. Wait a minute. I think we're, we're, we're big line, too. <laughs> um, yeah, but remember how we were like, what? The snow goes over like half his yard yeah. and not the other half? It's because whenever they started dumping just, the snow, the wind started blowing yeah. away. Yeah. Okay, the big reward, season four, episode thirteen. Although we previously assumed that Monk's sixteen homicides a year for the next two years was a nod to Monk being picked up, it was actually an inside joke for creator Andy Breckman referring to his own contract renewal happening at the time. Interesting. So remember, right? When yeah. we thought, Oh my gosh, that means Monk will uh-huh, uh, But it yeah. was for Andy Breckman. I mean it was all He wrote it he wrote it as an inside joke for himself. Uh huh. I was like, big. Br- b- that was the smartest thing. <laughs> and everyone thought it was, oh, it's an, about Monk. And he's an like, inside it's, joke for himself. It's just me, yeah. Okay, The Other Woman, Season 1, Episode 7. Although this was the seventh episode to be aired, it was the third to be filmed. This explains why the Captain plus Randy are still antagonists towards Monk, even though they had mellowed toward him by then. Right, so basically by Episode 6... They were kind of mellowing out, right? Like, they weren't so gruff and mean to him. Yeah. And then in the next episode, they were like... Super mean. Super mean again. And then they also admitted... Because I mentioned oh, on the season yeah. one... I remember I was complaining. I was like, why are they being so mean? Yeah. But I was going to say, on the season one recap, I was talking about how I didn't like the fact that Monk had fallen for someone so quick. And the writers admitted that. Like, yeah, people barely knew who Trudy was. And we were already throwing this woman yeah. at him. And so they, they kind of admitted that it was a little out of step. Okay, Mr. Monk Gets Married, season the, two. Last one, right? Episode 15. This is the last one. Records. Writer David Breckman admits a plot hole in this episode, explaining that using all of the ink produced by melting down the gold would have taken a billion years. The 947 volumes that were there were written would have been only around... $11 of gold. Well, we definitely didn't catch that one. So you get what that's saying, right? Yeah. So all of those all of those were, they're like, this guy had millions of dollars worth of gold. If you melted down million dollars worth of gold, it would be like this, you know, similar volume. It would just be in liquid form. Yeah. So you'd have to write all of those. And so all of those would only be like 11 books of ink worth in gold. That's that's a pretty good plot hole. That is a pretty good plot <laughs> hole. I like that one. All right. That's... It's time for our... I'm about to cry right our last segment. I don't know why. <laughs> How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Oh, wait. That's not That's even, not what, it, that's not what we're even gonna, doing. Okay, we're just... <laughs> We're, just, we're gonna go with it. Wow, we're, we're in this. It's it's fact, actually fact. Fact draft. Fact. We're, we're drafting facts. Your facts. Our facts... Everyone's facts. Okay, so... Oh, we totally didn't even prepare for this. We didn't. Okay, 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 okay. So basically, what we're going to do is we have randomized cards based for me and Candace, right? We don't know what they are. And we're going to, like, go head-to-head on, like, who has the best facts. Mm -hmm. It sounds a lot cooler once you think about it. But we're going, like, head-to-head, and we're like, okay, I have this cool fact, you have this cool fact. Okay, mine's cooler. Boom, you suck, and then the loser has to die. 
Okay, so let's I just see. got resurged in energy. Good. Through the power That's of exciting. Benji and Julie. That is the coolest. I'm sorry. I know that you're like passing out cards and we're, I'm not supposed to be talking right now because this was just going to be cut out, but like that was the coolest thing that's literally ever happened to me ever. Oh, that's, that's awesome. just that's just a fact. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I'm, I'm geeking out. I didn't think I would geek out this hard. I didn't even Well, I well, I set it you, up. So the best I'm things, like, the best thing is that like that's why junk time is my favorite because you don't tell me anything unless it's junk time. That's so true. Save for the mic. Okay. 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 Fact rough, Candace. Are you ready for this? Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Okay. Do you want to go first or me first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. okay so takes a vacation, season one, episode nine. When the writers began to feel that Rita Bronwyn's character was pushing Sharona out completely. They decided to use Biddy Shram's semi-pro level tennis skills as a side story of the episode. Yeah, we saw her pop, pop. You saw that one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Mr. Monk Reveal. The, Mr. Monk in the Airplane, season one, episode 12. The season one finale was a risk in that the network requested for less than half of the scenes to occur on the plane, but the writers ignored that. In fact, the Pete and repeat joke went on for two pages of script. So they were all in. So they were going to put Pete and repeat, fall off a boat for two pages? That's a monk thing to do. It's like, I don't know. I love it, though. Yeah. So good. Okay. Goes to the dentist. Wait, who wins? Oh, I don't. Fan, I think the, I win because I'm better. Okay. All right. So then. Remember, you... the loser dies if you remember that. Okay, so, so I'll, I I'll leave you in that. But you have to be objective. I, I like that one better than the other I know. Okay. Okay. I know. Okay, here we go. I know. Because mine's better. Oh, gosh, I'm okay. scared. Oh, ready? Okay. Goes to the dentist, season four, episode 15. After learning the own trivia fun fact that people who work with classified material are prohibited from being put under anesthesia, the writers dreamed of this episode with the criminals being the ones who spilled beans. I like that one. Mine is... The TV star, season two, episode 12. Okay. The super fan, Marcy Maven. Yes. Was named after a man who used to post on monk message boards using the name Monster Monk Maven. And we know the boards were blowing up then because of the theme change. So oh. they used one of that their one, fans. That one's actually good. That one's actually good. Okay, I'll give you that. One to one. Okay, wait. So how are we going to keep these? Like who no, we'll just we'll just think about it. Oh gosh. One to one. One to one. I'm okay. Terrible at that. The kid, season three, episode sixteen. The director took a risk by using such young boys who didn't even know they were acting, but for the most part they were pros. However, some ad libs can be seen with the wagging of the hot dog in the restaurant, and spontaneous reaching up at the boom mic. They're just <laughs> reaching up. That's really cute. Okay, Mr. Monk takes his medicine. Shooting for a single day in San Francisco would have been too expensive, so in order to film the Mustang scene, they used a back lot of Universal Studios, green screened the shots of San Francisco, and rented the only trolley available in Los Angeles. So you can actually see, and if you look at some of the scenes, the trolley has wheels on it, and it's supposed to be, like, cabled. What? Yeah. Okay, yours is cooler. Really? I like yours, but all right. Oh, okay. 
Like, give me the point. Okay, well, no, I'll, I mean... Okay, fine. Two to one, you. Okay. Jeez, okay. Louise. Okay, go ahead. I, I feel like my best one's gonna win, though. Okay. Okay. Paperboy, season two, episode ten. Kevin Dorfman was created out of the clue about lottery numbers. They needed a character that could believably let the audience hear all of his previous addresses in casual conversation. And alas, we have crazy Kevin. I like that's so cute. I love that one. Mine's another one. Th- okay. The Three Pies, season two, episode eleven. Okay. So right after yours, and mm-hmm. mine's a character one. Ambrose was molded after Mycroft, Sherlock's older, smarter, nearly recluse brother. Right. Really. With that, the writers decided to give Ambrose traits they always refrained from giving Monk, like being a walking encyclopedia. Interesting. I like mine though. Okay. Two two. Okay. We're actually we're actually very we're, we're I thought I was gonna get destroyed, but here we go. Little Monk season four, episode eight. The storyline of the Art Restorator was originally developed as Mr. Monk Meets the Big Bird, about a man who poisons his ex-wife's parakeet and she reconnects with an old flame, an exotic purge veterinarian. But the writers felt they had already done too many animal stories. That's that just sounds crazy. Mr. Monk meets the Big Bird. That sounds too much like Big Bird. Yeah. That's weird. Okay, mine is The Astronaut, Season 4, Episode 15. In order to create an accurate depiction of the military content, the writers contacted Edwards Air Force Base and then secured permission to film there with the use of the FA-22 Raptor aircraft. With all of this, the script ultimately made its way to the Pentagon for approval. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know. This this kind of seems kind of like very crazy. Look, but the Pentagon. Okay, okay, okay. That's pretty cool. About a man who poisons his ex-wife's parakeet. But how does and she he reconnects the- with an old flame, an exotic bird veterinarian? Because that's the same. Remember what happens, right? He defaces the painting. Yeah. And then he goes and meets the art restorator. So it's the same thing. But it's so. like a bird veterinarian and a parakeet. And yours is better, but still. Okay, let's go. Three, so. three, three to two, you. Okay. The Game Show, Season 3, Episode 8. With Sharona out in this episode, the writers considered bringing back numerous characters to be Monk's sidekick, including Sassy Nurse Varla from The Girl Who Cried Wolf, but ultimately decided it would be fun to see Kevin Dorfman back after losing all his winnings. Honestly, I would have loved to see Varla. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually true. Varla's amazing. Yeah, that's true. Um, mine is from Ghost to Jail. This one is honestly kind of creepy. Uh-oh. Season 2, episode 16. Originally, the death row inmate was going to be electrocuted. Remember, uh-huh. he was originally going to be electrocuted as opposed to lethal injection. And it was going to turn out that his parents had tattooed a Swiss bank account number on his head. And in this version, he would be killed before his head could be shaved. Because they shave your head before you get electrocuted. Uh And so he was going to have a Swiss bank account number on his head. And they were going to kill him so that when his head was shaved, that they couldn't find the Swiss bank account number. That's creepy. I have literally no idea what that episode is. Stays in bed. Really? No, no. Mr. goes to jail. Remember we watched that one? It's the uh, where he ends up being, his roommate <gasps> is the spider guy. Oh. But the reason that, that they. That dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'll remind everybody, though. So the reason that 
the guy was killed, the whole murder of it, uh-huh. was the guy was poisoned in his food. And they were like, why would they poison this guy when he's about to die of lethal injection? And they were saying, well, if he had got lethally injected, he would be able to donate his organs to someone who someone wanted dead. Uh-huh. And so they poisoned him to liquefy his organs so that they wouldn't be used. So that one was kind of creepy, but too. But originally it was going to be their Swiss bank account numbers. Yeah. Before he was electrocuted. That's know. cooler. That's cooler, I will yeah. admit. So, But it, it was kind of creepy. So. But Varla. But Var- I'll give it to the Varla. The return of Varla. I'm going to give it to Varla. 3-3. Three, three. Three. Okay. okay. Stays in bed, season four, episode three. Tony Shalhoub had a blast attacking his co-stars in the mountain of recycling paper. And to create the effect of shredded snowmen, they sprayed his clothes all over with adhesive so the paper would stick. That's a cute one. He had fun just freaking... Hitting Natalie. Yeah. Okay, mine's Ghost to a Wedding, Season 4, Episode 7. Natalie's parents are named Peggy and Bobby, and so are Trailer Howards. This led to a real-life rumor that Trailer's parents were secretly loaded as well. Are they? (laughs) No, they're not. These are loaded names, I'm just saying. (laughs) That's Julie, Julie, let us in on the secret since you know everything, you know? <laughs> no, since they're not loaded. Since you're Trailer Howard's daughter, am I right? Also, am I right? Also, they said, Trailer said that when she heard, when her dad heard that they were going to use their names, he was like, wait, we're going to be jerks? I don't want to be a jerk. And she's like, dad, Aww. it's not real. So I was like, that's, oh, that's so, so cute. So, there aren't too much of jerks, though. The dad wasn't. The dad Maybe was that's like, why. The mom was. <laughs> the mom was like, I don't care. Okay, who's it? Who has that one? Okay, go. I like the I like mine. Uh, yours is good, but Tony Shalhoub had a blast attacking his co-stars. But there was you a can't rumor. Tell me you don't love that. But there's a rumor about them getting the writers wrote it and then there's a rumor that it was true. They believe their own script, basically. That's what happened. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ghost Home Again, season four, episode two. This episode was originally referred to as Mr. Monk and Halloween. The story was about a villain who was following Monk and Sharona who had purchased a box of Munch and Crunch. The idea was shelved due to Monk never airing during Halloween. Yep. We would have never gotten Monk goes home again. Right. Isn't that so sad? So what happened actually is they still, that episode still I don't believe aired during Halloween. But what uh-huh. had happened was they wanted John Turturro to come back as Ambrose, and they also separately had this idea of a Halloween episode. Uh-huh. And they thought, wait, this is how we could do an Ambrose story, because he never leaves his house. Yeah. So although it never actually aired during Halloween, they decided it would just be an out-of-season show and made it, it work because it of him. Yeah. Mine is Goes to a Carnival, Season 1, Episode 4. Okay. Originally, the plot was designed for an impossible murder on a ski lift. So do you remember this one? This one's the Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but it never snows in San Francisco, as we know now. So it was changed to a Ferris wheel. Ironically, it was record-breaking heat, and people were passing out on the ride. Oh, jeez. I like mine, though. No, I like yours, too. But Goes home again. I like this one, because they're like... They had the idea yeah. of a ski lift and like, oh yeah, but we can't do that. Like, oh, let's make it a Ferris wheel. And then, and this was a record-breaking heat in Toronto? Canada. What happened? Oh, this was in Canada. Yeah. What? It's pretty crazy. Okay. Okay. Ready? 
Bumps His Head, Season 4, Episode 11. For the sequence of bee-covered summation, Tony was, in fact, covered in bees. The bee wrangler put a queen bee in his shirt, and then all of the bees clustered around the queen. The beekeeper just popped... That is crazy. A in his shirt. What? Like, okay, someone tells you you're going to wear a bee suit and you have to yeah, be covered crazy. in bees and you're like, okay, all right, it won't be that bad. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're going to put like bee bait in your clothes. And yeah. Like, Wait, what? So but all if, the bees but are going to But there's a bee in your clothes too. It was in, what did it say? It was a, a queen a, bee. A, a, in a tiny cage. <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> in a tiny cage. <laughs> and it's crazy. And the bees know. I know, like, where is my leader? <laughs> I'm just like... The impression. Where is my leader? Okay. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Yes, it is Okay, so turn. this one is from Mr. Monk Gets Fired, Season 3, Episode 4. Creator Andy Breckman admits to being, quote, a bit embarrassed after borrowing the idea of Karen Stottlemyre's documentary shoot from the British TV show The Office. The American version became very popular around the same time, and he was afraid everyone would see where he had pilfered the idea. Eh. What? It's not that good. Why? How is that not good? They shoved the queen bee in his shirt. But it... It's still a fun fact that but he... But they shoved the queen bee in his shirt. Okay, fine. Mine's I still like mine. my fact, though. My wins. Okay, wait. How many do I have? I think it's... I, I, I think it's you. Noah 100 and you have nothing. Okay. Okay. So, Mr. Monk gets stuck in traffic. Season 3, episode 13, my game winner, bringing it home, home stretch. We got it. This was the biggest, most expensive show ever produced. It was filmed on a lightly used four-lane road, but between tons of cars Extras in winter shooting hours, it meant the big bucks. Okay, so my last one is Mr. Monk Gets Drunk, Season 4, Episode 5. Trailer Howard's scene where she sings about the kissing fern is one of her least favorite. She admits to being a terrible singer, and it reminded her of being the butt of jokes as a kid. No! (laughs) That was, like, the best! (laughs) Okay, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's like the best Monk episode, Mr. Monk is Drunk. It was pretty good. That is a good one. The kissing Fern, it's, it's funny. Kiss me under the, the ki- kissing, ki- fern. kissing Fern. Baby, the hanging plant, the hanging plant. I think that's it. All right, guys. Oh, that's the end of our show. Hello, everyone. That was well, the coolest episode we've ever done. That definitely is cool. Like, I don't. I hope you guys still watch because, like, this is like the bar. Yeah, because so, like we're gonna try to keep it somewhere. But we in said here, that we said that whenever we got responses from the Drunk Monk podcast. That's true. And but now we have literally. It can only go up from here. It can only go. I don't up know from how. Here. But Tony Shalhoub right here next week. Make it happen. Sign our petition. Sign our petition. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, because I know we're we're joking about it, but obviously you guys have made our year. Our year. Our lives. (laughs) 
to the come. Of lives to come. This is the coolest thing. Oh my gosh. Because it's like you you never prepare yourself for talking to this seven year old show or how long this show's yeah. been ten alive. Years. Ten year show. It's been you never now. you never plan talking to these characters. So it's like so weird and surreal that you like are normal people and that's so cool. Congratulations on being normal people. That's awesome. It's so cool. I um, love it. Yeah, love so it. thank you again. Like, we're, we're, we can't even end this because we're like, what else are we, what are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to say? There's just so much. Like, thank you. Oh, thanks. Like, oh, you're welcome. Like, I feel like, honestly, the fact draft and Noah's naughty plotties did junk time dirty. Should have just ended it there. <laughs> Whenever we were well, done I wanted it to be stuff. the best junk time ever. Oh, it was the best junk time yeah. ever. The, it's going to go down in the history books. That, that's junk time history books for sure. Who, who knows? Season and, six, Trailer Howard, entire cast, plus the entire office cast. Mr. Monk and the Junk Monk podcast. Mr. Monk and the ju- World Collide. <laughs> Um, also, we didn't actually say where we got all of our information. We got it from the worldwide interwebs, but a the lot of wide interwebs. A lot of the information came from this really awesome book that I found online, which is a monk episode guide, and it was written by Terry J. Erdman and Paula M. Block, and they basically this is like. 100 pages or so of just straight up fun facts and interviews. It's a, it's an episode guide, so you're kind of like, oh, well, I've already seen the episodes. Why do I need to, to see the episodes? But it's sick. But all those facts came from, they literally interviewed the creators, like the writers, more. the actors for every single episode, and it is, it's a really good book. You'd think it'd be like a quick cash grab. I thought it was going to be like, like pictures. Yeah. And, so, and you're like, oh, okay. And like, I was able to make a whole episode out of yeah, all the stuff that's in this entire episode... Yeah, it actually has Julie and Benji's uh, phone numbers in the book. Okay. So buy the book because <laughs> no, that's it how doesn't. we got hold of them. That's how. The, no. Okay, it's not in there. That's definitely it's not in there. No, that's not. I it. just know their phone numbers by heart because we're best friends. <laughs> Noah's go. He's running away with this. Okay, so anyhow, this book is really cool, and we're going to be giving away one of these books. What for our yeah for I think next month. So are we gonna sign it? I want to sign it. Yeah, sure, we can sign it. Yeah. I mean, we're no Emmy and we're Kane, no we're no Emmy and Kane. But it's you know our signatures are worth like a penny. I think or they might devalue the book. <laughs> they honestly, they honestly, probably will. They, they 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 totally will. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> tell them that. We're cutting this out. Okay. Cutting this out. All right, you're gonna get an autograph signature <laughs> book from us. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, I'm done. that's. Okay. That's it. All right. Oh, and also, let us know who you thought won the fact draft. And and if not, and you just think, oh, the facts are cool, you can tell us that, too. I won the we fact don't, draft because remember when I said it's 100 to 0? Um, okay. That's a fact, no. Candace. I don't think anyone's going to vote for you. My facts were way better. Hey, I secured a, an interview with Emmy and Kane. Okay. So, sh- let's... Oh, but do you... Got him. Got him. Did you know that Stuck in Traffic was the <laughs> biggest, most expensive show ever produced? I don't think you did. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, well, this is going to seem really weird to Emmy and Kane, but usually I give them a kiss. No, no, do it. Because I, I have to. Okay, you have to. Okay, if you're going to do this, you have to preface. I know, I am. Oh, yeah, okay. 
I'm about to give. I'm about to give a kiss to Emmy freaking what Clark, uh, Clark and uh, Hayne Rashad. And Hayne Rashad. It's, it's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to believe people. We've made it. We've, we're big times. Are you ready for this, Candace? Are we about to end the show? Because I was gonna end with a quote. You're gonna end with a okay, and say your quote, and then I'll I'll kiss. Them. Okay, this was it's actually ready. in the beginning of the book, and I was like, oh, this is really sweet. So I wanted to end with this, but you're gonna have to give Noah a kiss at the end or something. Anyway, so Andy Breckman said, "quote Monk isn't perfect. Lord knows some episodes are stronger than others, but the show seems to work. People have embraced it. Families plan their Friday nights around it, and I think I know why. They can tell Monk is a labor of love. Oh, just like me." Hi. Okay. Wait, we also did this one time where I taught you how to ride a bike, but like a virtual bike. It was weird. It was really I don't know. Weird. Go watch it. <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't go watch it. It was the one where Monk got learned how to ride a bike. So I, that I was ta- not even filmed. I taught them. I taught them. <laughs> it's not even filmed. It's, what do you it's mean? recorded. I know. I I know, but it's audio. I, I know. It's binaural. I remember. I it's was binaural there. 3D audio where I can teach them. I was there. I remember. I used <laughs> to. I don't think you were because you apparently don't remember anything. Golly. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, Julie. I don't know what I'd say. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.